Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. Welcome. We're here this evening with Dr. Melissa Barnett, the principal optometrist at UC Davis Eye Center and author and editor of Contemporary Scleral Lens Theory and Application. And we're here with Dr. Melissa Zaleski, who is a 2018 graduate of Nova Southeastern University and is now working at a LASIK center in Tampa. Uh, both Dr. Zaleski and Dr. Barnett are members of the WO board, and we're delighted to have them both here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so one of the things that we thought would be interesting was having uh, the perspectives of an optometrist who's been working for a while and one who's brand new. Um, and I think I'd like to start with maybe asking the two of you the same question. And that's what has been the biggest surprise in your choices or your opportunities so far? Let's start with you, Melissa. Sure. Um, as far as me, you know, graduating and coming right out of school, I think during during your optometric education, you have so many ideas and dreams and thoughts about what you want to do and where you want to be when you first start. But um, I, I just really think it's important to be open-minded because I thought that I'd want to do um, something very, very different, like pediatrics or vision therapy. And, um, and that's, those are things that I've always had an interest in, but then I found myself at graduation thinking, you know, I could challenge myself and do something that maybe I'm, I'm not so great at, and I can keep learning and pushing myself to do something different. So, um, that's, that was a surprise for me, um, to find myself as the only OD at my, you know, at the location I work at and kind of starting right off the bat um, in more of an ODMD environment. So that was a bit surprising, I guess you could say. <laughs> Not entirely a different career sort of choice than what you made initially, right, Dr. Barnett? Right. I think sort of the same thing that in school, I thought I would always be in private practice, maybe a group practice. And I've always been in ophthalmology settings. So I was in private practice ophthalmology for four years and now practicing in a hospital-based setting for the last very many years. Um, and I think the thing that it has surprised me was my interest in specialty contact lens. Even though I've worn gas permeable contact lenses since I was a child in school, I really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed the disease aspect of optometry and the medical aspect, but didn't know I would dive this deep into specialty contact lenses and scleral lenses. But it's been absolutely fantastic, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's an amazing way to be able to help people and change their lives. I'm curious to hear, Dr. Zaleski, if you felt like there were enough opportunities for you as a as a graduate. Um you know, or did, did you feel funneled in a certain direction or were you really able to kind of say, look at everything that's here? Yeah, I think obviously we picked a fantastic career because there are opportunities everywhere, but I think you come out of school wondering, 
is this the right opportunity for me? Um, and that, that was difficult. Uh, I took my time. I actually finished my master's in public health in, uh, well, it was June or July, in June and July. So I didn't start working until mid-August after moving. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to find the right job. And I think that was a little more difficult, um, especially because um, residencies do offer a lot of open tracks for you. But I knew that for me, I wanted to finish my one degree before I tried to jump into um, the next education setting. So one question is, how did you choose optometry? So my story is probably a little unique. Um, my parents are both physicians, neither are optometrists, but I grew up in healthcare and I really enjoyed studying anatomy and biology um, in college. So I knew I wanted to do something to help people and have have a purpose and know that I'm going to work every day to make a difference so that I always could get myself out of bed and say, this is important. You know, you're doing, you're making a difference and you're helping people. Um, but I my parents worked a lot and they were on call and two, um, two physicians in the family was, was difficult because they were always on call. So I wanted to find something that fit me better that I knew I could, you know, have a family and have a good balance, but also make a difference every day. Um, so I searched around a lot and I hated dentistry. (laughs) Um, and there were a lot of things that just weren't right for me. And, um, then I talked to my optometrist and, um, she and my also my roommate uh junior or sophomore year of college was thinking about optometry she actually will be graduating this year this upcoming year from pco um and i had always kind of had interesting eyesight and had trouble reading in elementary school no one realized it was because i was an antimetrope um but kind of realizing those things made me really have this appreciation of what you can do as an optometrist, it's obviously very vast. So it wasn't so specified. I could make it kind of my own, but at the same time, anything you do in this profession, you know, you're helping someone see. And I mean, how do you argue with an everyday calling like that? So I I found it and searched and it it was the right fit. It's a great story. Thank you. (laughs) Dr. Barnett, you mentioned that you wore uh, GP lenses as a little girl. Did that pique your interest in optometry? It actually did. So when I was sort of looking into different careers in college, I interviewed a lot of optometrists, including my childhood optometrist, and also interviewed a lot of pediatricians. And for whatever reason, the optometrists were very happy with their careers and the pediatricians were all kind of grumpy and weren't excited about what they were doing. And the kind of very neat part of the story is that I've reconnected with my optometrist. <laughs> I still went there um, to visit and say hello over the years, but now we've reconnected at meetings and my parents go there and it's just this wonderful small world story and they sort of follow me what I'm doing and oh, it's just it's just fantastic and it's definitely a highlight seeing how that practice is still going strong. And I am so appreciative of everything they taught me when I was a child and really helped me through optometry school too during that time. It was 
a great experience being able to wear contact lenses as a child. And it's been wonderful reconnecting with my childhood optometrist as well. So you know how important that sort of gift of vision is, obviously, for 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 children. Um, Dr. Zaleski, you mentioned that pediatrics was kind of an early interest. There must be something just so glorious about seeing that child smile when when he or she can see clearly. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, even fitting a child with contact lenses and see how their confidence grows and their independence grows and they're just ready to take on the world. It's absolutely incredible. And the same thing with specialty contact lenses, being able to help people, being able to have them see and drive and work and completely change their lives on a day-to-day basis is absolutely amazing. Dr. Zaleski, do you get those moments of, of sort of euphoria in, in your day? Um, I did just recently start this past month, um, and uh, unfort- my only dismay about my job, which I'm loving, um, to be honest, I wasn't sure how much I would love it, but I really, really love everything I'm doing. Um, but I don't get to see the young kids, so that is... <laughs> That is something that it's it's great to hear from Dr. Barnett's side and um, really just that's such an inspiring side of the profession. But um, I mean, of course, I mean, whatever you do in optometry, you have people from all ages and all areas around the country, the world who are just so happy to have this vision. I mean, when I come in with a patient who is 2015, who was, let's say, a minus six or, you know some sort of high myopic prescription and they don't have glasses and they can just see and, you know, get along with their daily lives and it makes such a difference for them. I mean, they can shower and read, read labels on the shampoo. It's, it's the little things, but people just really appreciate it. No matter what you're doing for them, um, you're helping them see. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, it always reminds me how fantastic and important it is to wake up, even if I'm tired. (laughs) And some other really neat stories is I had a patient, a young male, actually, he was in his 20s, he came in for an eye exam. He was 20-20 in each eye, but he felt like his vision just wasn't quite right. And it turned out he ended up being diagnosed with leukemia um, because he had so many cotton wool spots in his retina and we worked him up and got the lab work done. And he came back so incredibly grateful that we saved his life by an eye exam. And there are many of these stories, of course, that come up, but that's why it's so important to educate our patients and educate not only our patients, but other health specialties as well, the importance of an eye exam and what we can see with a dilated eye exam. It can be life-changing for sure. I couldn't agree more. I mean, just the little things you say, you know, I try to, one thing I try to do to start out my career is making sure I'm explaining things as I'm going through them. Like you said, Dr. Barnett, I mean, there's so many systemic health issues that we can address and, and identify. So I always explain, you know, when I'm looking at the retina, I'm looking at your vessels, we can find, you know, different systemic conditions, diabetes, this and that. And, um, 
you know, people really appreciate that understanding and whatever they came in for, they know they're getting a little bit more. And even that understanding, you know, as you said, it's good to know that they're going out into the world, kind of appreciating more of what optometrists do and what we can do for them. That actually makes me curious. Dr. Barnett, have you seen in your experience and Dr. Zaleski, even in your education, this idea that patients are more aware of the importance of eye health now than they were a decade or two decades ago? Yes and no. So many patients understand the importance of a dilated exam. For example, a patient with diabetes they want to know if they have diabetic retinopathy. A patient who has hypertension, for example, someone who has sarcoidosis, they know that they're coming in, they do, or HIV, they, they want an answer to know if they have retinopathy. They were referred for a specific reason and want a letter sent out. Now, on the flip side, with the many disruptive technologies that are going on now, there are patients who do not understand the importance of eye health and a dilated eye exam and would like to skip that altogether and get, say, their glasses prescription or their contact lens prescription alone. So I think it's even more important now than it was 10 or 15 years ago to explain the importance of a dilated exam and to bring these cases to life of the things that we see. I've seen a melanoma in a 20-year-old woman who fortunately, because she's treated, she's still alive today. And it's sharing this with our patients and it's sharing this with the whole entire community, the importance of an eye exam. And I would love, Melissa, your your view too on this question. I mean, of course, this is my amateur experience. Um, but from that, I would say that it seems from other opinions and from speaking with more experienced professors and clinicians in general that, of course, people have somewhat of a better idea of the importance of ocular health at this point. But then again, I go into every single exam and I, whether it's my mission or not, I feel like I'm teaching or enlightening my patients about even one small thing and they're leaving a little more informed whether it's the 20-20-20 rule or, you know, we can see diabetes in the back of the eye or one thing to another, pressures, glaucoma. I mean, there are just ways that everyone is continuously learning. And I think Dr. Barnett said it beautifully that, you know, it is our duty to continue to educate and help our patients to better understand that we are here from an ocular health perspective and we're here to help them more than just to give them glasses, but to make sure that their ocular health is pristine. So maybe, Dr. Barnett, you can give some um, advice or how you come to the decision of how to prioritize what you can talk to patients about, because obviously time is limited and there is a growing body of evidence that ocular health is entrenched in systemic health in, in large ways, you know, do you 
talk about UV, dry eyes, vitamins, uh, backup eyewear. I mean, you, you, you could spend 45 minutes with every patient if you wanted to. Oh, that would be luxurious. Yeah, <laughs> but not realistic. No, I think just from years of practicing, I do talk about a lot of different things because I like to give my patients lots of recommendations. And I found ways to be succinct about the different recommendations. So yes, I talk about dry eye, I think with every single patient and vitamins and UV protection and taking breaks on the computer and blinking their eyes and staying hydrated. And then if they're diabetic, I'm talking about diabetic retinopathy and there are different ways of approaching, say, diet and weight loss, and it kind of varies quite a bit, but I like to talk about a healthy diet and exercise, and patients tend to know what I'm talking about. The really beautiful thing about optometry in our profession is that with time, you get to know your patients, and you get to know them really well. And so I have many patients I've seen for many, many years, and they may sort of know what I'm going to say, or I'll offer something new, which they're always happy to hear about. But sometimes it's like seeing an old friend again, and that's pretty special. That describes the relationship that optometrists can develop with their patients so wonderfully. Dr. Barnett and Dr. Zaleski will be joining us again for another podcast where they'll have a chance to ask each other some questions and also talk about the way they stay grounded. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.